So hey, if you're joining us online, we're so glad that you are with us and you can give to that fund also. There's a place, uh, you know how to do all that. So I'm excited. I know I say this every time we start a new series that I'm excited about this new series and what it will bring, but there's always such a, a, a freshness and an excitement when we're getting ready to start a new series. I loved the last series as we talked about some stuff, did some work on ourselves. We talked about what, what what it looks like to have a healthy heart. And, and um, last week we talked about, you know, that, that the importance of knowing what we believe and why. Because what we believe is, is what we build. It's how we build our faith on this foundation. And, and, and we need to know what we truly believe, what's in our heart. Good, good, good stuff, challenging stuff. And so, so as we're talking about this new series and, and the healthy heart thing, we talked about our foundation and then our faith, building, building this way. But this series, what's the core? We're going to go beyond the foundation and we're going to dig deeper, even deeper than what we're building with our faith, our foundation. But now we're going to talk about what's at the core. What did God place within each of us at our core, at our heart? What what did he place within us that is true to all of us? That, that we all have the, these spiritual and emotional and all of these kind of things. We all have these, these, these uh, core elements that make up who we are as a person. And he put within us all of the things that we need for success. Absolutely everything. And, and all of the things that we need to have a solid foundation. And while my foundation might look differently than yours because I might take those core elements and mix them kind of like, like baking a cake and put the ingredients in, in, in a different way, they're still the same core ingredients. Your foundation is going to look different probably than your neighbor's. And whether you have a foundation that's three inches thick or whether you have a foundation that is 30 inches thick, the reality is, the truth is, every foundation begins with these same core elements, this blending together of these same core elements, these, 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 uh, seeds, so to speak of who we are. We have a spiritual side. We have an emotional side, a relational side, a physical, social, and an intellectual side. We all have these core elements that make up who we are, what we do with what we've been given, how we mix things together will affect our foundation. And, and this composition of, of who we are is really important. But the reality that, that at the core, that, that God knows what we are capable of because he placed these elements within each of us. This isn't just something that, that, that a few people were given no, it, just, it doesn't matter who you are, red, brown, yellow, black, or white, uh, rich or, or poor, man or woman, strong or weak. It just doesn't matter who you are. You have these core elements, every single one of us, because we were, we were created in his image. And in his image, he said, this is the condition. You have this spiritual condition. You have this physical condition. You have this relational condition. And we mix them together to, to form a foundation. And then we build on our foundation. So what we've got to understand isn't just the foundation issue. Isn't just the faith building issue. We've got to know 
who we are, especially as a church. In, in our community, we need to know who we are. And we need to know what we're doing with these core elements that God has given us. Because he, he looks at us and he says, I see possibility. I know what you are capable of. Because he placed those seeds within us. Dr. Robert Schuler, some of you might be familiar with him. He was a televangelist, a very popular televangelist in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And, and one time he preached about apples. And, and he said, anyone can count the seeds in an apple. You chop open an apple. I was going to do that, but I thought I would probably cut myself and that would not look pretty. Anyone can count the seeds in an apple. It's not a difficult task. But only God can look at that seed and know how many apples are in that seed. I, the first time I heard that, I was a little girl. And it, it, it was so impressive to me. It helped me grasp the, the awesome power of this God that we serve. As our creator, he, he looks at that seed and he knows the potential within us. He knows the capacity that has been placed within us. Because he wrote it all on our on our hearts and in our mind and in our actions and in our life. He, he said, I, I see this in you because I placed it within you. And one of the things that he really wants us to grab hold of and, and realize is that our potential, that we, 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 let, we let our environment affect our potential, our capacity. See, our, our potential isn't limited by our circumstances. Our potential isn't, isn't limited by our family structure. Some people, you, I've got a horrible family structure. It's, well, you're not limited by that. Your potential, your core elements were placed within you far, 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 far before your family structure ever came into place. Whether you are a person who feels like you are success or whether you are walk, walked in here and you feel like a failure, you are not limited by your circumstances at all. And once we get that in our head, once we realize that, that God placed certain things within our core, within our core, and that cannot be changed, no one can take that away from you. No one can take away the potential of the capacity that God placed within you. And, and so just as these things, these circumstances, they, they don't limit, they don't limit our potential, our self-esteem. Our self-worth, our self-confidence, these things, these things don't, don't limit our potential. I know a lot of people who are really, really self-confident, but they are so limited because they are just trusting in themselves and their capacity uh, to, to, to do things on their own instead of trusting in this awesome, all-powerful, all-knowing God who, who is wanting to be in our corner, who desires to be in our corner. He said, I created you with all of the things you need. I am in your corner, if you'll just recognize that. Psalm 139, verses 17 and 18, talking about this potential, what's at the core. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God. They cannot be numbered. 
I, I can't even count them. They outnumber the sand. Somebody thought this was brown sugar. Trust me, it's sand. Don't try to eat it. It's sand. It outnumbers the sand. So on Tuesday evening, I decided a good sermon illustration would be if I went outside, got some sand, and I, and I counted the sand in, in a big old spoonful. About that size. And it wasn't long until I decided maybe I needed a smaller spoon. And then I realized I, I, I could be here all night and I wouldn't accomplish the task. But it, it really was amazing. It really was. The amount of sand in such a tiny, tiny little space was overwhelming. And folks, that's God's thoughts for you. They cannot be numbered. That's the potential that he's placed within you at your core. More than you could ever imagine so much so it cannot even be counted. When someone tells me that they don't believe there is a God, I'm telling you, this next part of the sermon is what I ask. Would you please explain one thing to me then? If you don't believe in God, then just explain to me DNA. Because I'm telling you, DNA is the most amazing thing. It's placed at our core, and it determines who we are. So as we think about our capacity, our potential, the reality is it's not above the foundation. It's below the foundation. This DNA stuff that he's placed within our physical bodies can, can totally relate to our spiritual life in such an awesome way. But we got to know a little bit about the DNA so then we can relate it to the spiritual aspect, all right? I promise this series is not going to sound like a biology class, although the next 30 seconds, all right, the next minute and a half is going to sound that way. But, but that's okay. Here we go. Deoxyribonucleic acid... I'll do it one more time. Deoxyribonucleic acid is DNA. And, and it's in all living organisms, even viruses. There are some viruses that actually have DNA. So, so it's, this just isn't a human thing. It's a living thing. And in this DNA, the genetic instructions are stored so that that DNA can be, so that it can be replicated. It's all about replication. So this information is stored. And it's like, to make it really simple, it's like this giant blueprint of who we are. Not who we want to be. Not who we could be. Not who we might one day be. Not who others say we are. But who who we actually are. These core elements are placed within our physical DNA as to who we actually are. A DNA strand is, is a DNA strand, I can't get one single here. A DNA strand is 1,000 times smaller Take out a hair and look at how tiny a hair is. And the DNA strand is a thousand times smaller, thinner than a hair. 
And in that tiny, tiny strand of information that's all coiled up kind of like a noodle inside the nucleus of a cell, inside that strand is this massive amount of information. I mean massive amount of information in your body alone. I'm not, I'm not talking about all of us together. I'm talking in just your body alone. If you would take your DNA and unwind it from the nucleus of the cell and, and, and line it and lay it down straight, and then you take another one, and then you take another one, your DNA would line up from the earth all the way to the sun and from the sun back to the earth 600 times. 600 times. I can't even do the math because, uh, well, I guess somebody could do the math. I have, a, I have a son that's a math teacher. I should have asked him. Okay, so here's the deal. So 600 times. It is 94 million miles just to the sun. So you're going to take 94 million miles times two times 600, I think. And that, that's how many, mil, mil, I don't know, you're at billions and trillions by now. So, so this massive amount of information just in you, just in you. 3.1 billion bits of information. <laughs> well, just a minute, I'm getting there, okay? <laughs> going to get to that point, going to get to that point. So um, what I was going to tell you is the most shocking part. Um, is that uh, when we look at our DNA, 99% of all of our DNA in this room matches up. It's identical. 99%. And yet as I look around the room, you're all very different. It's not a room full of 5'4", blonde hair, blue eyes, weighing in it. Not going to tell you. Um, we're all different. We're all very, very different. And so how can that be if 99% of our DNA is exactly the same? And the reason it can be, Vince helped us here, is because this, this DNA has over 3 billion parts to it. And so you take 1% of 3 billion, that is 1 million, the 1 million parts. That's what, that's what makes us unique and different. Think about, think about how much information God has stored within you. That is amazing. That is amazing. And so what does that, what does that help us? How does that help us think through who we are as followers of Jesus Christ? How does that help us know who we are called to be as, as a church called Thursday Church? What does it all mean? What it means is that God created us in his image. And that's powerful. And that's why there's so much vast information in just one human. Because this God that we were created in his image is amazing. And, and we are just one tiny little aspect of creation. Just one tiny little aspect of creation. And, and in the midst of all of this, we've been called to do one really important thing. To replicate, to reproduce above the foundation, faith. All of the things that, that God has placed within us at the core, we are called to replicate that in the way we live in our faith. 
Matthew 28, 18 and 19 and 20 says, And Jesus came and he told his disciples, I have been given all authority over heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey all the commandments that I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, before we can replicate our faith, we have to have this solid foundation that is based upon these core truths that God has placed within us that we cannot change. These are unchangeable. These are things that are just printed on who we are as spiritual beings. See, if we're going to invite someone to this church, we need to know what our spiritual DNA looks like. What, what, what is the foundation? What were we built upon? Who are we? What do we believe? What do we stand for? Um, why were we created in the first place? For years upon years upon years, I have in the front of my folder this tattered piece of paper that I've taped and retaped. It's been there for years. It's our spiritual DNA. It's our DNA strand. It tells us who, who we are. And, and we've got this 1% where spiritually, if we're lining up against a physical DNA, our spiritual DNA, we have this 1% where we can be unique. But man, we better sit in solid on all of those other truths given to us from God Almighty. Our DNA strand here at Thursday Church, it looks like this. Um, we are a church who's called to serve. We are a church called to embrace holiness. We are a church who, who offers and receives forgiveness. We are a church of unity and of peace and of love. And every single message that's preached from this stage will fall into one of those categories. Service, holiness, forgiveness, unity, peace, or love. Everything. Because this is our DNA strand. This is who we are. So the S for the strand uh, stands for serve. We serve God first and foremost, and we serve others. This serving thing, we're going to talk about that here in a minute, but, but the next letter, S-T. T is transformation. We believe that when we embrace a holy lifestyle and, and we resemble Jesus Christ in our actions and our words and our deeds, and we embrace holiness, that transformation comes. It changes us. We are a new creation. We are no longer the old creation. We are a new creation, S-T-R. R stands for renewal. When, when, um, when we offer forgiveness to someone, when we seek forgiveness in return, and when we, we have this ebb and flow that, uh, of, of forgiveness, renewal, um, uh, recovery, refreshment, all come to us. We are renewed. A. A stands for um, we are all one body. 
We are unified as believers. This isn't just a Thursday church thing. This is a Christian thing. We are called to be unified with our brothers and sisters who are Methodist or Baptist or Church of God or the the Christian church or the Catholic church. If they are Christians, we are called to be unified because we are all one body. And not just Christians in the United States, across the globe. If they are followers of Christ, we are unified unified as one body and we can do far more when we are unified than we ever could do by just working alone um in s-t-r-a-n n stands for no judgmental attitudes there's absolutely no room for a judgmental attitude absolutely none and the last one is d and d stands for that we are determined With everything that is within us, we are determined to be people who love, no matter what it costs, no matter when it is difficult, no matter what, we will be determined to love. This is our DNA strand. And if you, if you think, well, I think I've heard that before. You did, if you were here in 2014. And so we're going we're gonna to re-look at this a little. We're not going to change the strand. The strand remains the same. But we're going we're gonna to look at it in a different way this time. So today, as we close up, I want to I look at this serving God and serving others quickly, please. Because this is who we are. This is the foundation for this church. And this is the scripture that, that uh, began this whole thir- Thursday church vision from God. So turn with me to John chapter 13. Um, if you're using your Bible app, just hit John chapter 13. If you're using our Bible, turn to page 895. I got to tell you, one of the things that I love about this church is when I ask you to turn in your Bibles, you do this. I love this. I've preached at churches where I say, open your Bible and no one moves. And I, I think that's so odd. It's just odd to me because this is just what we do. We look at God's word together and I'm thankful for that. So as we're getting ready to look at this passage, here's what's happening. Um, Jesus is getting ready to have his very last meal uh, with his disciples. It's Passover. They're getting ready to have their Passover meal, and it's a big deal. Passover is a big deal, and so the meal has been prepared. They've gathered together in the upper room, and now they've been walking with Jesus for three years, so they're all kind of a big deal, you know? They're kind of important people, and so these important people who've been walking with Jesus for three years all come in the room, and they all have this now, I'm kind of important attitude. They recline at the table because that's how they ate. I don't know how they digest. I would, couldn't do that. But So they would recline at the table. But here's the thing. No one took the job of the servant. No one washed their filthy little feet. And so here are all these dirty little feet around the table. And this is what happens, verse 4. And so Jesus got up from the table. And, and he took off his robe. And he wrapped around his waist a towel. And, and he took the basin with water. And he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And then Jesus came to Simon Peter. And, and, and Simon Peter, I, I can just hear him, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. Simon Peter gets it. He knows who Jesus is. He's like, oh, no way. You're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus said, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but someday you will. And he said, no. And Jesus replied, unless I wash your feet, 
You do not belong to me. Simon Peter, he, he, he's, okay, cool, cool, then wash my head and my hands and my, all of me then. Just wash all of me then. And Jesus replied, a person who's bathed all over does not need to wash except his feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For he knew the one who would betray him. And that's what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and he sat down and he said, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so because that's who I am. And since I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you should go and you should do likewise. Do as I have done unto you. I have given you an example to follow. That's it. He's given us this example of service. He served even when it was yucky. Even when it was a a job that no one else wanted. He served. But he goes on to say, I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. In other words, he's saying, you guys, get off your high horse. Don't think of yourself as better than someone else. Because that's exactly what happened when they walked in the room, when they all reclined at the table. Now that you know these things, verse 17, and now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. God will bless you when you serve. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his eyes. We are his mouth. We are his ears. We are his voice. We are his reflection in this world. We are his reflection in this world, period. We are his body. And we've been called to humbly serve. And folks, that's where the blessings are. You cannot outgive God. You cannot. And today, as a church, we demonstrated what it looks like to serve others, to humbly serve others. When, 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 when we passed those buckets and you threw those colored envelopes in there, we were serving. What's that number? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Is that all of them put together? That's just this morning. That's just in this room. Okay, so we've got, I was going to say, do we have a grand total? $6,647.81. Folks, that's serving. That's what serving looks like. That's what serving looks like. Sacrificing for others. And I'm going to tell you, we are going to be blessed beyond measure. Blessed beyond measure. I know that. When we honor God obediently. 
we are blessed. I mean, those were the words of Jesus, folks. They're not my words. I'm going to read it to you one more time. And now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Amen? Amen. Amen.